The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. Welcome to the Love and Light Podcast, powered by 1039 WDKX, with your hosts, Lovely Warren and Willie Lightfoot. This is the Love and Light Podcast. Welcome to Love and Light Podcast, Podcast. episode 12, powered by 103.9 WDKX. I am Lovely Warren, and this is. And we are so excited to join we you are. all I here am today. Excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> and this weekend, kicking off in the city of Rochester, is the Rock Summer Soul yes, Festival. So yes. we're excited about that. We got Troop in the house. In Big Daddy honor Kane. of that, we're going to lift up 50 years of hip hop. Big Daddy Kane, that's right. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, 50 years of hip hop. Yo, yo, and the rest of them. That's yes. Right, right, Can right. and play. Happy uh-huh. birthday, happy birthday to hip hop. You know, I'm thinking, I'm 51 years old. So 51? I'm like, I'm 51. Really? I'm 51 years old. So hip hop is like my whole life. Okay, yeah. It's hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm born in 72. I think hip hop started in 73. Um, so, you know, that's all I know uh, in the womb. From the womb to the tomb? Not to the tomb. Because I ain't ready for the tomb. <laughs> all right, all right. In the womb right. to now. How about all that? Right, all right, all right. That hip hop. And so I just, you know, I'm, I'm excited about everything we're seeing. 50 Cent sold 1 million tickets. In like a day or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely incredible. This guy is filling out arenas, right? Uh, after being in the business, and he was just here a couple years. weeks ago, he right? Uh, Lake. Yeah, Lake. Uh-huh. I, heard, I heard it was nice in the Buster Rhymes. Yep. And so you know, big up to to those guys, man, who are not who who took it to another level. As far as, you know, I think this month. And they thought it wouldn't last. You know, that's the big thing, right? Well, where's Rock and Roll? I, I, well, where's Rock and Roll? If you haven't watched the Netflix series, The Women in Hip Hop, you know, going back to Yo-Yo and Salt and Pepper and Queen Latifah and all the rest of the MC Light. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. And so. I was a big Queen Latifah Flavor Unit fan. Yeah. Queen Latifah uh-huh. album was crazy. But you know it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I never even realized it back in the day until I started watching a series, Women in mm-hmm. Hip Hop, on Netflix. That mm-hmm. you know it was like only one girl in the crew. Yeah. No matter what the crew was, right. it could have been like fifty guys. Who it was only going, was like one girl in the going, crew. But they were going against these dudes. Yes. Lyric for lyric, pound for pound, mm-hmm. and demolishing them. Yes. They were beasts. They were animals. Mm-hmm. And back then, when you had to be really lyricist, where it wasn't mumble rapping, right? Where you really had to be saying something. Absolutely. And they were saying stuff in their in their lyrics. Very um, positive. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a whole vibe. It was a mm-hmm. whole different thing going on. But I was saying like. This I think this is a National Black Entrepreneurs Business Month too yes. I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. So what I also like about hip hop, all the jobs and opportunities that it presented and provided mm-hmm. for families, especially in the inner city. These guys, a lot of them and ladies, came from nothing. Nothing. And then they end up creating. A conglomerates of, of 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 wealth businesses, right? Businesses. You look at Jay Z and Beyonce yeah. today, right? I mean, we just we we honored you know Puffy what he was doing a couple shows ago yep. what he's doing with mm-hmm. black businesses and the doors he's opening up look at look at Fifty Cent as we were saying he's not only in in music and they diversified he's not right? only, he's not only in music mm-hmm. he's in movies he's writing television. directing yep. television mm-hmm. uh, 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 vitamin water and all of these other types of ventures that they have multiple are, streams of income yeah which is I think that's dope so big up to hip hop man we, um, mm-hmm. we send the love light to. To, to that because we think that that's, that's real dope. Yes, absolutely. And we have a, 
you know, a very touching subject, yes. you know, yes. that we're going to touch on a day. We, yes. we talked about this um, uh, Friday when we mm-hmm. guest hosted and took over. We um, took over the Bob Lonsberry show. <laughs> yes. 1180 <laughs> Wham. It was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. I but, it was you know, good. thankful to WDKX yes. for giving us the platform and, yes. and Dre for, and you know, giving us the platform yep. to be able to mm-hmm. even go on That's the Lonsberry right. show. So, we, you know, we gave big respect um, we had to, to, respect, to where we come honor, from we always gonna respect where we <laughs> absolutely come from. absolutely mm-hmm. but you know one of the very serious topics that we touched on was yes. gun violence in america and yes. we've you know sporadically touched on this mm-hmm. on this show mm-hmm. but today we're really gonna go in deep about gun violence um in america not in just not specifically just ro- in the city of rochester that's right monroe right? county or this region but before we go there, before we go there, sis, All right. let's back up and talk about what did we talk about last show? Yeah, voter apathy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. a lot of people responded to that. We yeah. had a lot of people uh-huh. that were really talking about that. And I, as I was out and about in the community, I was you know, hearing a lot of thumbs up and people saying, you know, we appreciate you touching on that topic. And then people were getting very personal about uh-huh. it, too, of why they don't vote and that we a lot of things we were saying uh, really touch home. So. You know, big up Absolutely. And, you know, I think that is very important, you know, to, to not only take that information, but to now do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, register someone to vote. Talk to yes. someone about voting. Talk about why it's important. We see all the things that's happening nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, another situation just happened again in Florida. You know, with, you know, DeSantis and and what he's doing and they're testing out these things in these conservative communities. And it is really, really um, going to be a problem for generations to come. So Mm -hmm. please pay attention to what's happening. Pay attention to um, who aligns with your values and what you are looking for. And, you know, of course, do do research on those people. You can, you know, find different websites on different candidates um, as well as, you know, just looking, you know, to the media and other things. Um, and you can also call their office and, and talk to them directly and talk to their 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 staff. Mm-hmm. So definitely do that. Um, do that. Don't get lost in saying I I didn't know. Right. Um, but as I was uh, as yeah. I was saying, uh-huh. um, you know, we're, we're talking about gun violence in America, yes. and I wanted to um, really pitch a, a question. You know, what do you think is the cause and rise of gun violence um, in America? Right today. Mm-hmm. Right. We 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 talked about this topic, but I I, I want to get a sense from you. What do you think is the root cause? And um, of gun violence in America today. Well, um, I, that is a very um, interesting question and a very in-depth question, and and can be very complicated. I think, and, and I think people all across the country, especially those uh, elected officials and those who are in the position of being on the front grounds, mm-hmm. police departments, uh, service providers, etc., are all asking and grappling themselves with that question. Of what is the root cause? I think there are many layers to this. And before we can even get to the root of it, I think we really have to acknowledge the fact that this is an American problem. Absolutely. That in other countries, mm-hmm. this is not the case. You know what I mean? Why do you think that is the case? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some people talk about, right, mm-hmm. punishment, mm-hmm. right? You know, in some in some countries, it's the eye for the eye, yes. right? I've been you, in countries you, like right. that. Right, you you I've you kill somebody, 
you I've watched you're not stoned. you're not in, walking in away Arabia, from this, right? They're still stoning people. Really? They're still at least they were in '91 during Desert Storm. Uh-huh. They still were having public uh, stonings. If you stole something, you see people walking around with no arm. They cut really? your arm off. Yeah. Wow. Like it's not a game. Like mm-hmm. people. So the the level of tolerance or non-tolerance. Right. So you was gonna you you're gonna pay you're gonna for pay. whatever. Yes. The, whatever crime you're gonna commit in those countries. And, and I, do you think that that plays into why sometimes? the problem in America today? Yes, absolutely. We have to realize that this gun problem in America, I believe, is really, really, really centered around uh, finances, mm-hmm. money, right? Mm-hmm. Money drives a lot of stuff, right? Uh, I forgot the movie. What was the movie where the guy says, y'all, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. He said, it's guns and butter, guns and butter. You know what I mean? That's what everything is all about, right? Yeah. It, and so at the end of the day, it's about the land and the money and the power, right? So this situation here, in my opinion, gun violence in America, right, specifically, you got to look at the gun manufacturing companies and how much money they spend on, one, upholding the, the Constitution. Okay, right? right? You're talking about, right, you ha- Second Everybody Amendment. has a right to, to bear, bear arms. arms, yes. But, but now, but let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let me let me let me let me let me hit that real quick, right? Issue. Because I don't I don't envision right. that the founders of you know America, mm-hmm. and re, you know, regardless, we could talk about you know our issues as right. people, as black people, sure. with the founders uh-huh. of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they envisioned AR forty sevens in this day and age being readily available. Automatic automatic weapons like i don't think that they really thought that there would be a nine millimeter being shot the way that it is and in today's society they didn't envision that as being part of why they were talking about um the second amendment and what it means to bear arms that that those types of uh, weapons would be readily available i agree because they were they had muskets Right, you know, yeah, that, <laughs> they had a shot like one bullet. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it took a long time just to get that one bullet in there. Right, you know. And so I, I agree. And I also think the other side of that uh-huh. is the discrimination or the disparity or or the, dis- the discrimination as to when it says everyone uh-huh. has a right to bear arms. Okay, but then in this society, I've gotten a lot of calls. I know a lot of citizens, especially of color. Mm-hmm. Who have applied for a gun permit? Mm-hmm. Who are do not have felonies, have not a vi- do not have a violent history, but may have done something simple or stupid in their past. Well, that, uh, that also and get denied a gun permit. Right. That also depends on which state you live in. Well, right? more specifically in New York. In, in New York, right? You know what I mean? New York because in, in I know New York and California are very tough. Right. On but but it seems but in to me, Georgia and some other places, yeah, right. they like very very lenient, and you could be sitting right there at the bar, and somebody had a right. weapon on their hip. True. Right. True. But in New York, unfortunately, it appears as if there's a lot of disparity among who can carry a gun and who can't but when we look at gun violence it even though it's happening all over the country mm-hmm. it's happening let's let's be let's just be clear about yes. that this is a problem especially and your question was what do we think are the root causes of it i think it's not cause i think it's causes because uh-huh. i think it's a lot of variables i think poverty pl- plays a huge role in it uh-huh. the the drug um epidemic um, that causes this gun pandemic. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Is a major 
mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. the the breakdown of the family, which tends to push people, as we've talked about on this show before, into gang and group related type of behavior. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then the illegal um, trafficking of guns into our community which which you know I'm and guns are guns are readily available right yes. and which is you know which is telling you that number one there's too many that have been manufactured in my mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. but also that the 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 financing that the the ability to like how much it cost today versus how much it cost years ago is completely different when it comes down to being able to access um, guns in our in, in communities um, and you know the the thought process of okay like where do these guns even come from that are impacting our community and so you know that leads me into the next thing which is you know I know you have been doing a lot of work when it comes down to government and the role that governments play in stopping gun violence sure. you've been working with brady mm-hmm. um and, you know just this past monday mm-hmm. um the rock against gun violence coalition had a session on this topic mm-hmm. um really trying to develop a plan specifically for for rochester but you know, like what have you learned that you can tell the people about when it comes down to gun violence how's it coming t- into the community and you know what brady has been doing across the country when it comes down to tracing guns this is the love and light podcast you know what i'm saying it's going down 103.9 wdkx this is episode number 12 where we're talking about gun violence and you just put out another very very deep question uh of what are we doing and so i would tell you that you know probably back in two, 2018 um when you were mayor we we started uh an organization called the rock against gun violence coalition and the think about it campaign uh, we started working. We've done a lot of things around that. Um, don't have enough time to go into all of the details of the things we've done. But recently, based on where the gun's coming from, we were, we, have, we signed, prior to you leaving office, we signed an intermissible agreement mm-hmm. with uh, Brady and the city to release for the first time in this city. And I know they've done them in other cities. Chicago has one. Philadelphia has one. California has one. Um, where we've done a uh, for free now they didn't this didn't cost any taxpayer money Brady because this is the work that they do and love and are passionate about did this work for this city for free and re-released in June uh, to this community the first ever gun trace data report now what does that mean that means that the Brady National came in and really looked at the gun uh, the crime guns And Mm -hmm. crime guns are guns that obviously are used in crimes and looked at where they're coming from and some of their findings. uh, And now prior to us releasing this report, full report, we actually had listed. We had every gun dealer listed on the report. Wow. 24 hours before we released the report, ATF told us that we had to redact the gun dealers because they have a different interpretation of one of the federal amendments okay um this the y'all lawyer stuff right we're gonna sue y'all if y'all release the names of the gun dealers now for years and i know you probably can attest to this too many how many times has somebody said oh mayor uh, oh, lovely! The guns are coming out of the 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 the, the Arab stores, or they're coming out of Air, this place. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me, Air, but you know, that's <laughs> right. what they say, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how they say it too. And so, <laughs> and so, no disrespect to to, to to those individuals, but that's how it's said. 
and they're coming out of the corner stores. They're coming out of, you know, these places. And so for years, for decades, we were hearing that. And we wanted to answer that decade old question of where the guns come from. Now, here we got the data. We did the research and found out that none of these guns are coming from within the city. That they're Zero. all coming from that, they're, that like 60 something percent of the guns that are coming into our city are like 20 or 30 percent maybe coming from like 20 percent are coming from like outside of our state. So they're coming from down, like you said, down right. south, that, things mm -hmm. of that day. Right. And the rest of them, almost 60 percent of them are coming from the suburbs. Close to home. Yes. Close to home. From the not, suburbs. Not in the city, but yes. close to home. Yes. And mm -hmm. the way that they're, the two ways that guns are getting into the hands of, of, of people that are using them as crime guns mm -hmm. are one, stolen guns. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem there. Right. So they, so these are guns that were once legally owned. Legally owned and purchased. Uh -huh. And they were stolen. But uh -huh. stolen guns, everybody doesn't report them stolen. Right. Right. right? Uh -huh. And then you have, quote unquote, bad gun dealers. Okay. Who... Are having multiple robberies, uh -huh. uh, quote unquote, in their facilities, and then these guns make it out into the street. The other way that these guns are getting into the community uh, and becoming crime guns are through straw purchasing. Now, straw mm -hmm. purchasing is when I send so and so in to buy the gun for me. Okay. And right. then they so sell I have the gun. A, I, I have a license. Yep. Person A has a legal license. Yep. And they go in and buy a legal gun. Yep. But then they sell it. They sell it. Yep. So most of the guns that are found were once legally owned. Right. And wow. there, and there mm -hmm. which shows you that in other communities where they have tougher gun laws, every gun has an identity. Right? right. Just right. like every uh -huh. car has a social security number. Right. right. So technically, uh -huh. you uh -huh. can track every gun back to its original purchase. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Yep. But that information isn't public. OK. Wow. That that is that's deep. That is really, really deep to think that a lot majority of guns or all the guns that have been used in crimes in the city of Rochester were not from the city of Rochester. And I bet you the that's... The city of Rochester. That's right. And the inner city. And, and the inner city. And they're from the suburbs. They're from the suburbs surrounding yes. the city. And yep. then have Big become, name companies. Wow. Big name companies that, wow. that, that, that you know of. Right. That right. we had that, listed in our report that some people have been able to list in their reports. Right. But ours had to be redacted. Right. To protect these particular organizations and companies Mm -hmm. Who again The manufacturing companies And all yeah. this type mm -hmm. of stuff mm -hmm. Which should In my opinion Be held accountable For a lot of Just like we did With tobacco agencies Just like we're doing With When we talk about reparations We talk about holding People Hold accountable Holding folks accountable Right, right? People, wanna, people want to know mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in the data You know If you look at the data mm -hmm. You know That Brady was able to release yes. it, You know When you think about this Across America mm -hmm. Right Based on their Every day, on average, 316 people are shot. Mm. Every day. Mm. 365 days of a year, mm -hmm. right? Every day, on average, across America, 316 people are shot. Mm -hmm. You think about every day, on average, 22 children or teens are shot mm. between the ages of one in 17 that's every day every day across america that's crazy 
if you think about the yearly average, mm-hmm. that means that 115,000, over 115,000 people are shot yearly in America. And if you break that down into children and teens, you're talking about almost 8,000 children are shot yearly on average. That's crazy. In America. That's crazy. No other country Mm -hmm. experiences this type of, you know, violence Mm -hmm. where guns are literally impacting so many people and we are unwilling to change the rules or to look at how do we do this a little bit differently Mm. than what we've done before. And it is astonishing when you think about all across America. All across. It it says in the CDC, uh, and and I will say, I'll go back to that federal law that I was talking about that's Mm -hmm. that's interpreted by ATF um, that doesn't allow to share certain um, gun data um, to the public. It's called the TIART. The tie art law. And so that is the law, the federal law that is being really battled between like Brady has a different interpretation of what that means. Some states have different interpretations of what that means. And they believe that they can share this data. And some um, believe that they, that, 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 that particular federal law doesn't allow you to share certain data. But going back to the data, which is very important because we have to see the real impact of this. Right. Mm-hmm. In 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, from from which the most year that this data was was available, forty eight thousand, almost eight hundred and thirty, so almost forty nine thousand people died from gun related injuries in the United States, according to the CDC. Wow. Almost fifty thousand people mm-hmm. died in just one year mm-hmm. across America uh, as a result of gun violence. And that was, you know, at the heart of COVID, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. when a lot was happening in our country. And we should have been really wrapping our arms around mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the situation. And and so that leads me to where we are today, you yes. know, with, with solutions to gun violence. Yes. And where we are, you know, as it pertains to solutions to gun violence. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be on a call on Monday um, where, you know, you had... You know, a number of people from all walks of life, um, from different agencies, mm-hmm. um, you know, here in the city of Rochester that came together to talk about some of those solutions to gun violence. I was I was I can say I was very impressed with some things that I heard. Some great ideas right. came out and, and, and here locally. And I know people are doing this across the country. I'm, I'm, a, I'm also a part of uh, the uh, Clergy for Safe Cities organization, which are pastors from all over the country, ran by the God Squad and Pastor Monroe, uh, who is a special um, assistant to faith-based a person, um, to um, Mayor Adams in New York City, mm-hmm. uh, who also helps to run the Clergy for Safe Cities. And so uh, pastors across the country are all talking about the same issue and problem. And here locally, here in Rochester, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm part of the Rock Against Gun Violence Coalition chairman of that, and we had we had a meeting for solution based only. We didn't spend time talking about the problem. We know what the problem is. There are too many guns. There are too many crime guns. Mm-hmm. People are getting um, shot and people are dying. And we we need to figure out how do we solve this. And so we had that meeting on Monday. We got another one coming up 
this Monday on the 21st. Uh, and so that information is available on WDKX.com as well. And uh, thank you, WDKX, for putting that information out for us. And we're, we're again, we're coming up with solutions. So some of the things that have, that we heard, and I know you heard some of them too, which I thought was, was very cool, is first of all, um, folks are saying that they need to be more educated around this whole topic in general. What's working? What are we doing that's not working? What could we be doing more? Uh, we know that Brady has put forth some recommendations in their report, and uh -huh. one of them is uh, more enforcement to making these gun dealers sign the gun dealers code of conduct, which is holding these gun dealers accountable because we got to get to the source side. See, we the supply side of guns in our community. If we stop the supply side, just like with any other thing, like with the drug game as well, if we stop the sub supply side or the root, then we can really uh, deter and, and decrease the amount of gun violence uh, happening within our communities. And so that's that's I think. There's many of different solutions to this problem. There's not just one solution. I think we have to attack this uh, from a, a, a variety of different areas. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. we, we definitely have to do that. And, you know, I think that some of the suggestions that came forth, you know, was more collaboration mm -hmm. um, between different agencies that are out here doing that are doing the work. And yes. so everybody working together. And so that that's the table that you set with Rock Against Gun Violence. Yes. So whoever from whatever different agency that's mm -hmm. doing this work come sit at the table, mm -hmm. be able to provide solutions and work collectively together to to try to decrease gun violence in our community. Um, we, but you remember what Doug, excuse me, but do you remember Doug Ackley? Remember what he said? He said something that was just profound, right? He did. When it comes to our young people. Mm -hmm. He was like, there. we have a lot of young people since the pandemic who were not going to school, right? Because Correct. they shut schools down. Yep. And then he said, when schools got reopened, a lot of these students, they're kids, they're missing. And he said, we need to find out who where? these where these kids are right. there should be a task force mm -hmm. that goes out and finds these kids right and, and for people that, them. that that don't know doug acne he yeah. is the executive director of CEO. teen empowerment teen empowerment which is a teen agency here absolutely. that works with young people and that i just thought that was profound absolutely and um his associate um shan mm -hmm. also had um, talked about some a good suggestion about the plan, mm -hmm. right? What what what's the plan for our young people mm -hmm. that are involved in in gun violence? And you sent you me know, something about rage to age, and we were talking about how absolutely. a lot of these law <laughs> the law was supposed to actually mm -hmm. that was the thought process. So a lot of people, it. so a lot of people talk about you know the problems with raise the age, and if you hear people, so in the state of New York, yes. um, a couple years ago they stopped charging people that were under the age of 17 mm -hmm. with actually committing a crime as an adult, certain crimes mm -hmm. as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so it was um, raised the age, meaning mm -hmm. that, you know, before we were sending young young people ages like 15, 14, 13, um, 16 to um, actual prison with adults. Mm -hmm. And um, so we are looking, you know, that changed. Mm -hmm. And um, and the the raise the age motto changed mm -hmm. a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and so now they're bringing these young people to family court mm -hmm. instead of prosecuting them in adult court. Right. And one of the things that I think 
you know, back after I heard what, you know, Shan was saying and, and, and practicing in family court, went back to region and talking to a judge, went back to read what did the legislature and, the and let's say, what was the intent of right. the legislature? Oh, what does the legislation actually say? Mm-hmm. And so the legislation actually says that each youth mm-hmm. that comes into the system under the raise the age program the treatment model will each you should have access to specialized therapeutic programs mm. to develop cognitive skills. Academic transition plans will be developed with the student and the school psychologist to transition the student to education programs, mm-hmm. vocational training and or employment opportunities. Also, substance abuse will be offered to youth who require it. Mm. That the Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, mm-hmm. County Reentry Task Forces, OF, OCFS, which is the Office of Children and Family Services, mm-hmm. will jointly administer discharge planning services. Jointly. These services mm-hmm. include family reintegration, mm. housing assist- assistance, mm-hmm. mental health, mm. medical care, employment support, and educational assistance. Wow. So back in 2018. Uh-huh. Which is when we saw the lowest amount of violence in our city, (coughs) the lowest amount of gun violence, the homicides in our city, right before the pandemic and everything went, that there was something. And see, I always say this. This, this, this raise the age Uh changed, right? It changed. And so these services, Mm -hmm. age appropriate services for every child that comes into the system. And that's being adjudicated in the system Mm -hmm. under the raise the age model. Mm -hmm. These services are supposed to be given to them. Now, I wonder... I'm I'm just uh, you know you don't say it. Don't say it. Are we are we doing this? No. Is it every child or is it some children? Some children. If it's some children, how many children? Yep. What's happening to them? I think that somebody needs to ask the question. We're going in the ditch. We're going in the ditch. We're somebody, running out of time. Somebody needs to ask we done, the question. We don't ran out of time. The, We're the going day, in the ditch. According to and, and and don't don't just listen to me. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to tell the people where they can go. Okay. Go to www.newyork.gov. Uh-huh. Look at raise the age mm. implement and look at adolescent offender Mm -hmm. and you will find out what every child Mm. or every young person Mm -hmm. that comes into this system Mm -hmm. is supposed to be given on their way out the door right Mm. and all of these entities are supposed to be working together and and a plan is to be developed with the school psychologist so let i i mean I, I would ask the question. Listen, this is the Love and Light podcast, <laughs> episode 12, where we're talking about gun violence. Uh, I'm Willie Lightfoot. I am Lovely Warren. This is powered by 103.9 WDKX. And listen, this is a serious topic that's happening all over the country. We know that most of these young people, a lot of these uh, uh, crimes and these gun crimes, and we don't want to leave out ghost guns, too, because ghost guns are on the rise and they're untrackable. And we're seeing a lot of that, too. But we got to realize that we can go much more and we, we need to do a part two probably to this. because We can go much more into this coming back with with, with um, raise the age and talk even more deeply about this. But um, I just want to say that, you know, this is a problem. It's something that we it's not going to go away. OK, no, it's no. not going to go away. Um, we're going to have to deal with this. And we, we might as well realize that we got to we got to roll up our sleeves. 
Uh, thank God for all of the people who are boots on the ground. Those of you who've been doing this work around gun violence and providing services and doing the things to help uh, individuals within our community and the impact and the traumatic because this impacts all of us. Right. Our impact. I think we were we were we were at we were doing a, a, a meeting yesterday. Right. And there were two young men that were that were getting into a, a, a fisticuff in our downtown. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, we, we heard noise and both of us is like, we ready to hit the ground. <laughs> we were about to hit the ground. We, we got like, we what got do you call P- it? PTSD. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> so we're all so, impacted by this violence in our community. Right. It's happening way too often and mm-hmm. we got to stop it. Uh, and so we're, we're going to make sure that we're doing everything within our power to work on the solutions uh, to get rid of this gun violence in our community. Absolutely. We have to continue to work together, mm-hmm. continue to not lose focus on what's most important and our children are the most important um, and making sure that they have a fighting chance at Mm -hmm. life. And so the work around gun violence, working collectively together to impact the outcomes for our young people and for their families is very, very important. So we definitely want to continue to encourage you. We want to thank our dedicated audience for listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. But uh, I definitely want to make sure that everyone understands that you have a role to play in this. Um, If you are not involved and you want to be a part of the solution, you know, Come to the Rock Against Gun Violence a meeting. If you don't want to do that, get in lo- get involved with your local clergy or, yes. you know, just see what's happening locally in your communities mm-hmm. um, on the ground, no matter which community that you live in. I know that there is someone out there that's doing this work, that's dedicated to the work mm-hmm. and continue to dance like nobody's watching, sing like there's no one listening, live like it's heaven on earth and love like you've never been hurt. And remember to keep on shining. You cannot put a lampshade on. On the sun so let your light shine let it shine bright be encouraged we love you god bless you peace thanks for listening to this podcast on the wdkx podcast network provided by vision automotive